clout, clout, let it all out. These are the memes we can do without. Come on, I'm eating a poop. Come on. I think I messed up the chords on that. But who cares? Chords are boring. Sounds really good. Yeah, it sounded right to me. It's all about viral. the lyrics, talking about you real shit viral. like clout. And eating so poop. all the people at home might be wondering why Alex is putting his like little spin on this classic song by Disturbed. Um, it's because we're here. We've got Andrew from E1, and we've got Derek, who last time he was on here, he was giving me shit because I didn't do a good enough intro of describing who everyone was. So I just want to say we got Derek, uh, Twitter personality, social media gadfly, internet phenom, and man about town. Podcast diva. Yeah. Yeah, podcast diva making demands. He's kind of the John Lennon of this thing. Sort of the Mariah Carey of podcasts. Well, thank you for reading all the things I asked you to read last time. That's the least I could do. I'm doing a cover of what should have happened last time. And that's what covers are for. They they correct the uh, original flawed version and make it better. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, you know, Alex was was fixing up the disturbed classic, which was fixing up the shitty Tears for Fears version. Which can't compete. Yeah, I mean, even in their uh, even in their name, it's like tears for fear. What you're afraid of stuff? You're crying. It's not like both disturbed. of those bands. Yeah, both of their names let you know exactly what you're getting into. You know. Yeah, like disturbed is like also about being emotional and deep, but in a really pissed off way that makes you punch drywall instead of crying or going to therapy. Yeah, it's kind of like Disturbed is the Heath Ledger version of the Joker, and Tears for Fears is more like the Jared Leto version of the Joker. (laughs) You know what my favorite cover is? What? No. My damn duvet. Ooh, ooh, shit. Let me get under there with you, brother. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Hey, sorry. Uh, That was my one joke that I had. Um, I think if we just keep disparaging Tears for Fears, Andrew's eventually going to get mad and... And go well, off. I don't care. I don't. I like it. Disturbed has I multiple like victims. This, well, the thing about Tears of Fears is they're a great band, but then you have bands like Disturbed who come along, and then they just make it their own song. You know, they just. You know, it's not Tears of Fears song anymore. That belongs to Disturbed. Disturbed kind of rewrote the rules for the game because uh, back before Disturbed, every singer had to wear like a tuxedo and they couldn't get too rowdy on stage. But then the Disturbed guy came and he had a. Uh, piercing right in the middle of his chin and people said this guy is crazy and then he shouted during the cover of uh shout which no one ever thought to do before he shouted during a lot of those songs my favorite thing in like in that era of music i love like new metal and like rap rock tracks that just begin by immediately getting super annoyingly loud like that song where they're just like shout Shout right away, or like any um, Lincoln Park song, like um, "Crawling" is a great example where "Crawling" has like a three-second quiet intro, and then it's just like "Crawling." They invented that, and the Pixies ripped them off—the loud, quiet, loud thing. It's the quiet for three seconds, then loud for four minutes formula. Yeah, you gotta you gotta make use of the brick wall limiter, because once that thing's on, it doesn't go off again. Uh, my favorite thing about my favorite thing about. Um, Disturbed is the the main guy and how he's like married to a WWE lady and uh how he's like a Bernie supporter. <laughs> but he's like awesome. a Zionist. But he's a but he's a Zionist and he, yeah, and he's he called, like ultra, to, he, he called Roger Waters a Nazi. Uh is he married oh, to Lita man. or Trish Stratus or Stratus or whatever her name? He's is? married to Hulk Hogan. 
Lena Yada. That's <laughs> her name. He has me blocked on Twitter, David Draymond, because in like 2011, when I was supposed to be going to general chemistry freshman year of college, I was uh, sending him shit in all caps because he tweets in all caps. He's one of those guys. And uh, and I just asked him, like, uh, are the songs about gay sex or something? And he's like, no, they're not. And then I said, like, I checked the Disturbedpedia, which uh, <laughs> I hope that's not still up. And I said, that's what they're all about. And, uh, and he said no, and then I said I edited it to say that they were all about that. And then he blocked me. <laughs> I'm glad that he tweets the way he sings. Yeah, you got to shout. You got to scream. That's why I was talking about how he, they really take Tears for Fears and they make it theirs. Yeah, they, they also did a Head Over Heels cover where they were all uh, suspended upside down. And from uh, ropes wearing heels. Because they, <laughs> they have to heels. take it super literally. My... Uh, pointless disturbed anecdote is that I've technically been to their old uh, practice space because you know they were like from Chicago suburbs and they had a practice space in Chicago then after they moved out it got bought up by like this uh, sort of like indie psych pop band called Yawn here and they turned it into like an event space and shit for like shows so technically you know I feel really close uh, kinship well, uh, with Disturbed I, I I think a yawn was a, a good band name for that story. Yeah. Oh shit. Touche. Oh, nice. Touché. Nothing like shout. Yawn's the anti-shout. Actually, wait. Okay, I'm on the um, Wikipedia for that first Disturbed album. Their cover wasn't called Shout. It was called Shout 2000. Yeah, because that's the Ooh. year it came out. You have to do futuristic. that. Legally, you've got to put the What's year. That millennial the shit. Millennium shit. That I watched the live version uh, of that. You know the orgy cover of Blue Monday? It's kind of like in the same yeah. wheelhouse. Oh, by Joy Division? I've always liked Joy Division's 80s stuff way more than their 70s stuff. Way more synths and stuff. It's, uh, it's, it's a lot, lot better than it's that depressed called guy. Nobody's going to bite on that bit, dude. No, it's Joy Division. No one's biting. He just bit. He just bit. I caught a rainbow trout. I got, I dude. Got, I hooked one on the line. Dude, three different singles from that Disturbed album were in, in different DBZ movies. <laughs> Stupefy and Fear have appeared in Dragon Ball Z Lord Slug. That's the ultimate AMV, which is where those songs are destined to end up. Exactly, yeah, I guarantee. I, I guarantee, actually, do you think it had to go from the direction of being used in fan AMVs then going into the DBZ movie, right? Like, Maybe. People were already making that shit from, like, day one. Do you Damn. think Disturbed has the most AMVs? Or is it Evanescence? No, Linkin Park. Linkin Park, they, probably. He has, the band. he has a band with one of the dudes from Filter. Not bad. So, so Disturbed's other song, their other cover, which is much worse than that one, is The Sound I'd of Silence. Hard disagree. Are you fucking okay. serious? Because I was familiar with, like, the Shout one from back in the day, I was like, it set the bar so high because of how fucking high energy and passionate it is and he's doing like the stuff in the background oh so when they when they covered sound of silence i was expecting like they were really gonna like fucking rock it out and just like be going but it's just fucking boring and they just did the normal cover thing of stripping all the life out of it you know well you didn't get to the end where they get super emotional yeah but not in like a a heavy like butt rock way I was waiting for, like, the drop, you know, like, just big guitars and shouting. Yeah, it's not loud enough. I, ha I have to go in and limit it myself in Audacity. Yeah. 
That's it's funny how he like, likes to be all heavy and stuff, and then he does a song called Sound of Silence. It's like, <laughs> quiet down there. I wish it was the Sound of Silence, on account of I wouldn't have to hear it. The thing about, like, the Disturbed Sound of Silence cover that's really fucking bad is I worked, like, three jobs in a row that were, like, movie theater and Best Buy and places like that. And they're always just dumpy dudes with, like, gelled hair that are like, you ever hear this this song? And they like, Or they, like, bring it up. They're like, it's actually really good. And you're like, no, it's not. I legitimately believe that it's like a litmus and one of those, test. One of those guys that, that liked that song, one time the uh, Tears for Fears uh, Mad World was on the radio playing in the store at Best Buy. And my coworker's like, it's pretty good. It's like, it's like, it's not as good as the original, though. <laughs> like, <laughs> you couldn't imagine the look on my face. Like, I just want to just deck them through like That's the like fucking the, the shelf full of Bluetooth speakers. It's like, you stupid fucker. That's where I was hoping we could take you right now, but you're not getting mad enough. I mean, between talking about Gary Jewell's Mad World and Disturbed Shout, I feel like you should be, like, fucking... There's a long history of uh, Gary Jewell's Mad World because, okay, Donnie Darko has a great soundtrack. Donnie Danko? It's a a good enough movie. Um, I remember, like, seeing it after, like, everyone else was a teenager was, like, like, it was their favorite movie. They thought it was the best thing ever. Oh, yeah, so did I at that time. It's not that. I'm like, it's not that good. I'm like, it's fine. And I like Jake Gyllenhaal a lot. The soundtrack is really good, though. And, um, like, it has Echo and the Bunnymen and a bunch of other good stuff on it. Oh, yeah, Killing Moon's on that, right? That song rocks. Yeah, yeah. And then, like... It's got NXS. I think it's bullshit that they ripped off the bunny suit from Fortnite. No one's going to buy it. So, anyway... Anyone? <laughs> I was thinking about biting on it, but I don't think I'm going to. Not now. I'm trying to get, Andrew, I'm trying to get Andrew to get pissed off. How am I going to? It's not like it's my favorite movie. No, fuck you, Alex. It's not. Dude, fuck <laughs> you. <laughs> just shut the hell up. Just shut the for hell once. up. For once. Why don't you just go to hell? What I was going to say is, I think the disturbed cover of The Sound of Silence is a litmus test for, when you, for whether you have any semblance of taste. Like, it's just so. Like, it's such one way or the other. Like, if you know anything about music you hear that and you're like this is disgusting but if you don't you love it right it's like only two Whereas reactions like the, the no Gary one's Jules, like this is yeah, okay I think that's, that's fair the gary yeah. jules mad world cover like i can understand why people like it but to me i hate it because yeah, like it's just bland. are one of my favorite bands and that they strip down they take away everything that makes a song so good that's what's it's like so boring they didn't need to either. They could have just used the original. What but is- no. But what it led to was years later, because Johnny Dark was what two thousand two. Years later, within like the past five years, people doing the same thing with trailers for yeah. movies, where they take a cover of it a popular sucks pop song, so bad, and they take and it's what just if slow, it were like usually female female vocals, uh, very slow. Maybe not even music, but if there's any music, there's like maybe like a one note piano. And the, that's it. The thing is, like, it makes even less sense now because now they're doing that with songs that the subtext doesn't even like lend itself to that. Like with Mad World, the reason why it sucked that they made it that kind of cover is because it had sad lyrics, but it was like a fun, poppy, energetic song. Yeah. That was like yeah, the that's cool... like most of Tears of Fears of stuff. That's what made them cool. Yeah, yeah. And so the thing that sucked about it was they were taking those lyrics and then just making a really obvious, bland, sad piano song around it. But now they're doing sad piano songs with lyrics that don't even work for that shit. So it's like another well, step removed yeah, from it. Yeah, like I talked about... It, yeah, it doesn't it even have to endlessly. make sense. It just reminds you of the other trailers. Well, Derek, like, remember like in like... Pavlov's they did it even... They did it in Killing of the Sacred Deer trailer with uh, the Rihanna song. I was like, come on, c- like knock this shit off. With, like, oh, yeah. That song Umbrella? A really sad cover of Umbrella. 
Yeah, Charles. They probably have done it. I'm pretty sure they have done it in something. Really? For like a Netflix oh, show. Man. And there's like a, in a an umbrella like blowing around through this like desolate landscape after the the big CGI robot fight. And it's like, <laughs> under my umbrella in their sad piano. Oh, my God. Oh, wow. This is... This is we should be allowed to take over a Harvey Weinstein's old job. <laughs> I don't know if I want to do that. Well, Was his would, job um, choosing which sad it, it piano be, song to would, pair with Paddington Bear? We wouldn't keep the name as the Weinstein Company, but I'm just thinking of where there are job openings in Hollywood right now. I mean, if we kept the name, though, it'd probably be more popular than anything we're going to do. We could say it's for uh, the the Fired for Truth guys in the intellectual the dark web. Weinstein gave you Paddington Bear. He gave us Paddington Bear, and we threw him under the bus. You know, he, Paddington there's Bear. A, uh, there's, if you Google stuff about this, there's a bunch of articles of people just bitching about it. Like, one is from Deadspin. That's just, I fucking live for haunting covers of literally any song and movie trailers. And oh, this guy, geez. this guy, this guy is, uh, wait, I don't know if he's even. I'm, I'm talk about Deadspin article on your shit. So sorry. Yeah, that seems like uh, just, that seems like sports to me. That's some sports. That guy. That guy oh, doesn't guy even really believe it. This guy that. enjoys it. This guy enjoys it. He doesn't even really oh. believe that. He just had to write like another article that month and couldn't. Yeah, think this is of like when we talked about Pitchfork, where you're just churning through material so fast you don't even there believe your bunch, own takes. There are a bunch of. That's like an Onion article though, with like how easily they just fall for it. It's like. Uh, you know, when, when my owner pretends to throw the tennis ball, it's just every time it gets me, I just go running and I love it. I love how I love how easily I'm tricked with these simple bullshit things. Oh, this one talks. They bring up a good one. The Radiohead creep cover for the social network. <laughs> Fuck, I never heard that, but I can that imagine sucks. how shitty it is. That's such bad shit. I uh, wish that this trend actually caught on like right after Donnie Darko because then we could have at least gotten like a really sad piano version of like Lil John's Get Low or something. Oh, uh, That'd be cool. Or what about Lil John and Usher if you if there was a sad cover of Yeah with the same piano part but just like on an actual grand piano? Well I mean doom, doom, also another doom, one that doom. did was like a few years ago Logan did Hurt. They used Hurt that late. That was another popular one around the time, oh, a little bit after the Gary Jules Mad World that everyone loved was Johnny Cash Hurt. Absolutely. Man, dog they, shit. They, they fucking ran that song into the ground. And it sucks, too. I mean, I hate I hate hearing that version of the song. I don't even like the original version. Even but, when it came out. But, like, the sad old man out, like, version of it just blows. Yeah. Johnny Cash was such a turd. When it came out, Trent Reznor was like, that's his song now. I'm like, no, it fucking isn't. Your live version yeah, is still way pussy. fucking better. Trent Reznor pushed out, and he was like, "Well, uh, this guy's well, older he, than me, he and knew has he more was, like he knew he was gonna like in die in like a year." Yeah, it was like right when he died and shit, and Trent Reznor was just being yeah. Respect. Now he's like, in hell. Alex, what you're saying fire. is that uh, Trent Reznor was thinking clout, clout. Yeah, it was all about clout. He wasn't willing to say this isn't very good. This is just a generic acoustic but, guitar like, there's version. So, there's like versions of Hurt that uh, Trent has done. Like he plays. Uh, piano at like all the live shows and it's fucking sick when he plays hurt live because he's like a concert pianist and it's like you're you're way more talented than johnny cash was dude yeah johnny well cash johnny cash, cash like, didn't actually write his own songs so he had like 70 years to make more than two songs anyone wanted to listen to and he blew it because he was too busy uh wearing black and like uh he had the career that dave dudley should have got yeah <laughs> everyone wants to hear about a guy Taking pills and trucking for three days straight. That's true. I, I like content beers. wise, like subject matter wise, I'm gonna take Dave Dudley over Johnny Cash any day. 
Johnny yep. Cash is in hell with Avicii. They're collabing. Some sick tracks. They're making the new uh, Home, Philip Phillips or whatever the fuck his name oh. is. Oh, Edward Sharp and the Magnetic Zeros. Yeah. They're doing a mashup of those two They're songs. They're doing techno and stomp and clap mashups. My favorite genre. <laughs> the guy stomping and clapping is the drummer from Avenged Sevenfold. <laughs> they don't give him drums in hell. The best thing that uh, people like Avicii did is they made. I I mean. I think Avicii and other people did it too, but they took like techno and kind of added a hint of country in there. So country dipshits were like, "Oh, I could. This is my shit." And they could dance to it. Well, well that's like what Lil Nas X did too, right? Like it was more like Mumford and Sons type shit. It was that's yeah, exactly but, what but I would like, say. It's, Alex it's almost like country adjacent. Yeah, almost. it's like, like a yeah. computer Let's looked see. at like a certain nah, demographic of like, Mumford and Sons is the def- exact. There's definitely uh, there's definitely people dancing around to that at like firework shows and like yeah, in the backstage. Cotton Eye Joe already did that. The the rednecks. Did you delete that tweet that was like it was the first and only only good dubstep song? Who? You. Was that you? I don't know. Maybe I deleted all my tweets a while it ago. It was like oh. it was like him or Tony or yeah. There was Pal a tweet that was like Cotton Eye. It was like written like Wikipedia, and it was like Cotton Eye Joe was considered to be the first and only good dubstep song. And uh, I don't know. I think I, I, can't I, find I think it I did do a, that. Yeah. yeah, I think about that a lot every time Cotton Eye Joe comes up. Probably comes up a lot. I love the idea of Wikipedia saying something is the only good song. <laughs> How many like uh, citations does that have? Probably. It's generally few. considered that this is the, the best any. song of all You don't need any. You, why do you need citations? Who cares? Suck yeah, me. it's subjective. Who cares? It's Wikipedia. Anyone can edit it. Music's not subjective. Music's the most objective thing. Yeah, it's true. So if we go back a few years from Disturbed, we get into Limp Bizkit, who also did a lot of covers Ooh, of old yeah. songs, which is yeah, yeah, nearly... That's a good, they made their name good, with Faith. A real stinker. Yeah. Yeah, fa- okay, so I'm going to insert this uh, when I edit this, but there's like a live version of Faith where it's like a five-second clip, but it's so fucking good to me where DJ Lethal's just spinning. He's scratching so much that like you can't actually hear any of the music. And yeah, Fred he's Durst just making just noise. Screaming and, Gotta have Faith! Like, God damn, I would have loved to be at that oh, show. <laughs> it's really emotional and hard. My favorite, one of my favorite videos is the video of him doing a guitar solo oh yeah oh yeah he just like kind of like fucks with it <laughs> that's all i can that's all i can describe <laughs> is he fucks with the guitar he doesn't play it it was like the little, little wayne did that like 10 oh, years God, later i love that yeah. Very, yeah. Very he did similar. That, yeah he did he did it the kevin rudolph year let it rock they're like both had guitars in that shit that was a great time little wayne like, getting none into of you rock. are playing that Oh yeah, well Charles and I we played prom queen. When oh we yeah, in, uh, when we Brooklyn. were in uh, on the east that coast. That was a great era. Yeah, that's not like, a bad song. It's like it needs work, but it's like almost. We a listened good song. to all the best shit from like 09, 2010 that day. We listened to Asher Roth, I Love College, Lil Wayne, Prom Queen, uh, Kevin Rudolph, just like all the great Lil the Wayne, How to Love, era. where that had the acoustic guitar in it, and he like implied he was playing that. It's like, Wait, Alex, uh, Andrew was telling me you listened to I Love College for like ten hours straight or something. Not ten hours yeah, straight, really, but uh, I was. <laughs> it for a long I, I got, time I got pretty into it, and I kept singing it to them while they were trying to play Fortnite. Uh, but when I got to college, that was one of the things I listened to. The first day I got to college, talking about that again during my uh, getting blocked spree, when I was like telling Mark McGrath he did nine eleven. Um, <laughs> what was I saying? Now I'm just thinking about getting blocked. Oh, because oh, because I they said uh, I, I just want to fly. Is that why he did nine eleven? Yeah, he just wanted to fly. He took flight lessons. 
And uh, I think the problem was he didn't take the lessons. Anyway, I listened to I, I Love College a whole bunch when I first got to college. Like, hell yeah. Ironically. And you then, had your uh, dorm room... Your dorm room door was open and you're blasting that, hoping someone else would uh, <laughs> was like, be able oh, to relate. Yes. <laughs> and uh, guess who didn't socialize in college? Uh, Andrew. Yours truly. All right. Well, one of the... I mean, I know we're going back, but I just thought of one of the more recent wonderful covers that we all love. Um, so... Toto by Africa has become a meme song in itself that's just like unlistenable at this Very point. Very current because meme. Because people, people just love to put it on. They're like, yeah, I actually really like it. And it's like, cool, man. Like, you're the first person to do this. It was a number one song and then, forever. And then Weezer, and then Weezer covered it. Which the is Weezer cover sucks because they don't, they can't produce anything worth listening to. Like, they just go in and get, I don't know, Bob Rock or whoever to just... Like brick wall limit everything, make it sound like uh, disturbed. Basically, everything's compressed within an inch of its life. It just sounds like mainstream rock. In, I I don't know. Weezer loves that mainstream rock audience, even though that's probably ten percent of people buying Weezer records, and the rest is like people being angry that it doesn't sound like they sounded like twenty years ago. Yeah, why is so it like Pinkerton? Yeah, the whole like Weezer cover album is a perfect example of my big theory about covers of like the way that you make a shitty cover is just sucking all the life out of it, whether that means stripping it down to just a piano thing for like a movie trailer or doing the Weezer thing of just like big power chords, brick wall limited, and then just like really run of the mill covers that just have the, oh, there's the Weezer guitar on it. But like, yeah, there's no thought into creating a different song they're just playing the same song but in a shittier simpler way well like people can do it slower or more like solemn and it could be like really good but yeah when you like you have to put like some kind of personality into it yeah like it needs if it's just slow because like whoa it would be cool if it was slow like it's just corny i think probably my favorite song of all time is uh julia holter hello stranger and that's a barbara lewis song from 1963 but julia holter like took it and made it like six or seven minutes long and it's like better but it's like beautiful and like she's like classically like she's like a composer so it's like it's really good and it's slow but it's not just like stripping that shit from it like it's she made it like a totally different song oh but you it's know what's still yeah you know like what's Bor- really, boris really good that, um boris did a version of sometimes by my bloody valentine where they just like slowed it down to like half speed and it's super doomy and it's like mm. eight minutes long but that's cool because they're making it theirs by like. I've never heard that, dude. Yeah, it's, it's definitely worth checking out. There, there, there's also cool. speaking of Boris and um, oh what the fuck, uh, Asobi Sexu had that split where they oh, covered yeah, each other's songs. Oh yeah, good where they covered each other. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, those both those covers are really good for I sure. Those that. are all good examples. But of those how are you both really good, those are both really creative bands, especially Boris. So. You know what's a great cover that I heard recently? Ella Fitzgerald doing "Get Ready" by The Temptations in 1969. Ella Fitzgerald rocked. Look that up. It's got like this energy in it that's missing from the original. Like yeah, it's. I'll definitely uh, check that out. Well, one of the weirdest. Her voice like doesn't covers. really fit it, but in a way that's like. You can tell she's like pushing beyond her capabilities, and it's like there's a uh, there is a uh, 70s um, British soul band called Hot Chocolate. Oh yeah, um, Ty Siegel covered them recently. Didn't they do they had a song, uh, you they had sexy a song. thing? Um, yeah, they did you sexy you sexy thing. Um, they had a song called Emma that the Sisters of Mercy covered. Totally different sounding song, but it's like one of my favorite covers of all time because Sisters of Mercy they made they took their own sound. 
I mean, it, it, that's those are my examples of like good covers. It's like Julia Holter and like Sisters of Mercy taking totally different sounding old songs and not like ruining them. I don't know if this is my most generic don't strip opinion. Don't them down. Just make it totally sound or different or something. If this is like generic or controversial, but one of my favorite covers is um, the Nirvana cover of David Bowie. Oh yeah, that's a sold good the one. world. Yeah, oh, it's so the, good. That's one the of those. Bauhaus covered Ziggy Stardust. That's fucking sick. Oh yeah, that that, that cover's dope. It's like Nirvana quicker. unplugged like is is weird because most of it is just like throwaway stuff. Like he was uh, passed out from heroin like ten minutes before they woke him up for the show. And most of but the originals of are bad, but like the yeah the no, David Bowie so. cover I think is about amazing. a girl. To me, that's like the definitive version of about a girl. Yeah, like there's some there are like maybe a third of the album is like amazing. A lot of the time they play. Uh, those versions on the radio when they don't need to, like they play the All Apologies version, live version instead of like it, it's not as that's good. Another, as the that's another game in hell. When I was like eleven years old <laughs> and Napster and shit was a big thing, yeah. my like the way I downloaded albums back then was you know you just look up each individual track and download each of them you know. Right. So for oh, years yeah. on In Utero, I had most of In Utero except All Apologies and Dumb were the live versions from that album. And I just never knew that my album was fucked up for, like, years. The singles from that album, there's uh, alternate mixes for them, the single versions, which are on the oh, 2002 yeah, the ones they did with, Nirvana. Uh, Albini. It's the ones they didn't do with Albini, or they had someone else remix them, and I actually like how it sounds better on uh, Heart Shaped Box and Penny Royalty. Yeah, well, it's the, the label had them remix them because they didn't like Albini's mixes. Yeah, which, like, there are things about it I like and things about it I don't like. You know what my favorite cover songs are, though? What? Basically every Led Zeppelin song. <laughs> <laughs> they are better than the original songs. If you go listen to like, if you compare Stairway to Heaven with the song it ripped off or like Dazed and Confused with the song it ripped off, it's always better. Or any of that old blues crap like Robert Johnson. That shit stinks. So here's sounds, the thing. It sounds you like it was Weezer's, recorded with a radiator. If you compare uh, Weezer's Africa to Toto's Africa... If you compare Weezer's No Scrubs to TLC's No Scrubs, Weezer just made them all better. Yeah, it's true. Weezer's just a better band than most other bands. Ooh, speaking, oh, dude, fucking speaking of Tears for Fears, on that Weezer album, they did Everybody Wants to Rule the World. There is yeah, a what? Weezer cover that's good. How do you feel I about that, mention. What did they cover? Sorry. I think they covered they Everybody off. Wants to Rule the World. Oh, yeah, I, I, did, I, I didn't hear that version, There's but I heard they Weezer did that. There's a Weezer cover of Life's What You Make It by Talk Talk. Oh, but... uh. No doubt oh, already did Talk a Talk? good. Uh, no doubt already did a good cover of Talk Talk. So why would why would Weezer do that? <laughs> I didn't know either of them covered Talk Talk. Are you serious? You've never heard "It's My Life" by uh, No Doubt? Yeah, No Doubt. No, I didn't know that. We all like grew up with that. Are version. you serious? That was like yeah, that was. Uh, you kidding me? It's basically the same as they, the original. They played in grocery stores and stuff. It's a good cover. That was it's humongous. That might have hit number one. Yeah, it's a good cover. It was so, the only uh, talk talk stuff I listen to is like laughing stock. I don't really listen to like their uh, their more hit based stuff. Oh, are you serious? Go listen to yeah, uh, it's my life. Like dumb dumb girl, uh, the whole color of spring album. Hell, talk talk is a good song. Yeah, R.I.P. Mark Hollis. They did life's what yeah, you make it on the red album uh, bonus tracks. Which I'm, oh, uh, I'm lucky I downloaded that because like you yeah. hear the Red Album and it's like, do I want more of this? Probably not. But. <laughs> See, I downloaded that too because I kept, like I think you and me and Joel talked about how like on Make Believe I was trying to like that. When the Red Album came out, I tried to like it too. And after Pork that, and it Beans was, was 
I think that was the first example of them trying to be epic with the internet. That was the precursor to the Africa thing. Because they yeah, had like Rickroll and like Coke and Mentos. I and, didn't like, know. Michael Chris had to tell Crocker. me about the, that zombie bastard shit. And I was like, oh. Oh, I listened to that How because he was real? talking about it. Oh, that's or you a were bad talking about it. It's fucking that's garbage. That's a bad man. song. Wait, what is it? It's one of the it's new a Weezer, Weezer song songs. called Zombie Bastards. Yeah, it's honestly just look so up the bad. lyrics. Weezer it's a, actually it's really a Weezer is. song called Zombie Bastards. Weezer's getting to the point where, like, you remember when everyone, like, claimed that Nickelback was the worst band and it got old? Because they're not that bad. They're just normal bad. It's just, like, it's Weezer whack really to just is, do that, yeah. Weezer is the worse inch, than the lyrics, Nickelback. The lyrics, die, 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 you zombie bastards. I don't know about that, but they're getting there. Well, man, I, I mean, really checked out years, on You Weezer. have to cut out the good stuff. I think the new Nickelback is Imagine Dragons. Well, the verse, the first verse, he says, Welcome to the jungle, to the jungle. Baby, it's you and me. Walk between the raindrops, tween, between the raindrops. Sing along to Queen. My heart pumps Kool-Aid. Ugh. Everybody's playing it safe. La-di-da. Dig a little deeper, a little uh. bit deeper. Baby, it's you and me. Like, singing to Queen... Like, come on, man. Rivers Cuomo is famously uh, very horny. Have you guys talked about that? He's a... Uh, yeah, he's a... Uh, no, we haven't, but... Not he one said of in the, an interview... Most... I'll never forget this. He said in an interview that uh, after a concert, when his first album came out and they had, like, hits and stuff, uh, he took three girls into his hotel room, three or four girls, and he said, uh, if you won't have sex with me, you need to leave right now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so well, this is like my he gave I say them this, the choice I say this shit about him all the time but I haven't said it on this show yet that like the He's lyrics to Pinkerton the lyrics to Pinkerton seem like alright until like you eventually realize he met every single piece of it like like um what I do don't you call know if that's it? necessarily true I think, I think it's so. like, like across the sea, like he's talking to this like teenage Japanese girl. That sounds a hundred percent like everything he does in his yeah. life, dude. Yeah, but I think it's it's through like a, it's sort of the way like Lolita is, where it's like it's this great piece of art, but the protagonist is also like <laughs> obviously like bad. I think like as he was yeah. writing it, like he realized that like I'm turning into this psycho person, but I'm gonna like document it. I think he is that person though. Like it's. I not think like, he's that guy. Maybe he seems like well, he's that it's guy. funny because Michael also. Extent, Mike also told me that that he wrote uh, Stupid Girl by Cold, um, which is like kind of a disturbed type band. And uh, it was like an alternative like hit back in like 2003. And Cuomo wrote that song. And the lyrics are pretty ridiculous in that too. Something that's interesting that I've noticed is like older bands choosing newer people to collaborate with and not just missing the mark with it, like not picking the right people. Weezer does that a lot where they wouldn't, uh, like, they should be collaborating with, like, indie rock bands, with, like, the kind of bands that they inspired, but they end up, like, collaborating with, uh, like, the All-American Rejects and, like, Kenny G. Like, they they see new bands. They keep trying trying to do, like, it's almost like they're... um, They don't know who the good new bands are. It's like they're trying to constantly go viral. Which is really bizarre. All they care about is like hits. They just care about like money and yeah. They really want to be on the mainstream rock charts, which is just so weird. I don't know why. That's like the uh, that's the only thing they make albums for is to get mainstream rock songs on the mainstream. Well, like Beverly Hills is literally like that's literally him them saying like he he meant it. You think you're right. You think he just meant it. (laughs) 
A lot of people like, oh, thought he was... Oh, it's funny. It's like, no, I think he's serious. A lot of people so thought he was being that, ironic like, because of his glasses, but, you know. <laughs> the thing that goes through all their music is, like, the, the tension between irony and sincerity, where, like, they're like, oh, we're ironically an arena rock band, or, like, I'm ironically a pervert, but they, they actually kind of are. It's the problem like, is that by the time you hit make-believe, it's both at once, right? Yeah. Like, Beverly Hills or We Are All on Drugs, whether they're ironic or serious, they're equally terrible. Like, there's yeah, no way to like make they, those songs They've good. blurred the line between irony, and, and it's just, now they're just... And, it, and like, you say that, and what people, they like, might have been defend on a death, 20 but, years ago. The, but, and people, like, defend on death, but it's like, I don't want to, li- I don't listen to Weezer, I don't care, I'm not going to seek them out. And Rivers Cuomo seems like a dickhead to me, which, like, it should, it, that doesn't matter, because you can just listen to people's music, sure, but, like... I don't know. The guy just annoys me, and their music hasn't interested me in a long time. So. I have this uh, friend, and she dated uh, one of the guys in Weezer. And then uh, later on, uh, that guy in Weezer uh, DM'd another friend of mine and saw that uh, this other friend was following the other friend that previously dated the guy in Weezer. So he he DM'd her from the official Weezer account on Instagram, and he said... Uh, <laughs> uh, Hey, my ex-girlfriend rocks, so it's so cool that you guys are friends. And I just think that you are gorgeous, and I would love to talk to you. <laughs> Which guy is this? Uh, is it the bass know. player? I can't. I, I have no. I have no You're idea not ready what to, guy it is. It I was one of the guys, the but player. it wasn't. It wasn't Rivers Cuomo. It was yeah. one of the other guys DMing from the official Weezer account, just being like, "Hey, <laughs> such you're stunning. Amazing. Move. You're stunning, and my ex-girlfriend rocks." <laughs> the bass player sounds like a shit. Whoever it but, was, uh, that actually that's probably uh, that's, that that does it. I say we cancel Weezer right now. No, that's actually decent game because women are expecting you to say like, uh, you know, my ex was crazy. She was a crazy bitch. But if you say like, oh, she was very nice, that's uh, that One can get you ahead. Uh, my ex yeah, was great. So I get to why say, you said hey, that. Would you want to have a threesome together? Would you well, think you well, and a woman you trust? Someday you're going to be my ex too. So do you want to hear a cover <laughs> of Africa? I want access to the official Weezer account to see like what each of them is like different girls that each Weezer member is DMing from that account. It's know? just funny to I me because got- like you know he has his own Instagram account. He's like, no, I'm gonna hop on the official account. Yeah, he thinks it makes him look, you know, like a real deal. He's probably the one who runs the account. The other guys don't look at it. He's like, I'm good. I got blocked by the Nickelback account because they kept getting horny, and I would retweet the uh, horny replies on the TL to women who were like. You know, women with leathery skin who are like, I love you guys. And they're like, hey, sweetie, <laughs> looking, looking good. And I would retweet uh, it. And then they blocked lady me. In like a, a lady in like a cowboy hat. That's cool. But it's funny to do that on the official band account. So uh, everyone else has to answer to it. I just feel like Weezer, like I said, they like they want to be epic. And they like want to be like, I feel like they're like stuck in 2012 Reddit or something. I don't like, get they just why want they want to be anything. Just take the money. Their, their next album cover is going to be Rage Comics. No, they're, the next thing they're going to do is going to be like a super, um, a bunch of effort put into it, like an OK Go video, but it's them covering Bohemian Rhapsody. Uh, Something like that. Queen, I'm so fucking sick of Queen. Yeah, Queen, fuck Queen. I don't hate them, but. Get it like, out of there. I'm so done many with people it. talking about they're Queen good, because of the movie. Their good songs are very good. But the only ones you ever hear are like "We Will Rocky," "We Are the Champions," which is fucking trash. Fat bottom girls. Fat bottom fucking well, trash. The only good thing about um, "We Will Rocky" is like the last like twenty or thirty seconds with like the guitar solo and shit. That's cool. Uh, I, sh- 
I'm just bitching. I'm like, well, Weezer outlisted him. Queen outlisted him. What do you like? Well, I like Talk Talk. I like Tears of Fears. You talked about those. Those are cool. Uh, but only when they're covered. Hey, Duran Duran. Why not? Oh, The Cure? You ever got? You guys ever get into The Cure? You know who they are? There's a great cover of them by 311, one of my favorite bands. Ooh, I have a good uh, story about that song, too. Actually, this is not a good story. I just keep telling bad stories, but <laughs> you I have went to a, a wedding story. of like... Unless it's like I saw it's 311 get in a bus crash. It's not going to be a good story. I've heard the story. Well, no, it's, it's like I went to a wedding of like my girlfriend's family's like good family friend, some, like someone I really don't know at all. Um, and the, the music selection at this wedding was extremely like basic all night long but then the real like amazing you know cap they played 311 down yeah no 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 their first um <laughs> the the first dance between the couple was to the 311 cover of the cure that sucks that's so I, are they divorced now i don't know because i don't know them at all oh you should look them up on facebook i hope they're they, divorced that's not the they cover where like, people here think comes it's the good sun, like three times it's like sound of silence people are like oh this is actually really Did good they play like, maroon five not. sugar I feel like probably that's a big wedding. You guys song. talk about you guys talk about Maroon Five on here. I don't think we've ever talked about them yet. Have they done covers? Ah, fuck that band too. They had that's, their that's first one album those, was good. Who cares? That's good one of those weird bands where everyone's like, yeah, their first album's pretty good, and you know, you listen to it, just fucking, it's not, you know, it's just well, terrible. boring. The singles from the first album. My my take on them is that harder to breathe is a good song. I defend. Um, What's his face? Uh, Adam Levine is Adam that Levine's. Guy, uh, how is that guy not Me too yet? The song he did with Kanye on um, Late Registration. That song's good. <sighs> Heard him say. What was the last good Kanye album? Graduation. Jesus, Jesus has like ha- half of Jesus is great. No, I'm gonna disagree with you on that one. I think it was uh, Alex does not like Jesus. I think it was the 2010 one. Dark Twisted Fantasy. Yeah. Nah, Jesus had like even that had a little too much songs. fat on it. No, his best album is 808s. Oh, that's that's a Drake album zero. I think the I think the best Kanye album is the newest one because it's the shortest, and it has the cover where it's like uh, I I saw a squirrel. Yeah, <laughs> they doodle in like a. Alex, in like, do you not actually too, like Kanye? I had too much Early caffeine Kanye's and I so saw a squirrel. Not not really. No, he's got a few songs that I like. I like Power. I like uh, Diamonds from Sierra Leone. I like uh, all. I like Graduation as an album. I think there's a lot. Yeah, of me solid too. The songs first three albums are all, all really lights. excellent, but. Most of it mm. I can do without. All the lights is very good. I like good uh, Empire State of Mind because it's kind of just about making it in New York or whatever. And I, I feel like, like Gangster's that's Paradise. Pretty relatable. What about On the Moon? No, it's about making it in oh, New wait, York. I mean, in Paris. I was thinking of the Death Grips version. The one he did with Jay Z in Paris. No, in New York. What's that, what's that song called? The one I like. Yeah, what's that song? Andrew, what's that called? Jay Z and Kanye in Paris. The song they did in what's Who's in Paris? They are. Oh. Guys in Paris Jay-Z is what it's called. <laughs> the fellas in Paris. And then <laughs> the Death Grips did a song Suckers called Fellas on the Moon. That sounds like a fucking, um, that sounds like uh, Frank Sinatra or something. Yeah. Fellas in Paris. Well, the song's alt title was Dudes Rock, but then everybody just fucking kept saying it and ran into the ground. Oh, speaking yeah, of Frank Sinatra, now. every song he ever sang was a cover because he had an 85 IQ. It's true. The funny thing about Frank Sinatra is I've like listened to Frank Sinatra forever, and I like Frank Sinatra a lot. I and I love Dean Martin, all those guys. But it's so funny to me when people are like, "Oh, he was a great singer." I'm like, "No, he wasn't. He like talked." They just go like this, and that is it. Well, he that's wasn't, it. Like, he wasn't that's a great singer, do. but he he had a good voice. 
Yeah, it was like a it, it like it was captivating, but yeah. it wasn't like but you can't call that like a a a good singer. Like a good singer is like Roy Orbison, like that's someone with ring. I think range. I feel like actually if, if Donald Trump didn't hate music, Donald Trump would sing in the style of Frank Sinatra where it's just loose, you know, like <laughs> I would love to see uh Donald Trump doing like Strangers in the Night. He's like strangers in the night. I don't think Donald Trump could remember the lyrics of any song to get all the way through it. Yeah, no, he absolutely hates, not. He, he hates the music, lyrics right. and say Toledo. Fuck you, Cheeto and Chief. Oh, I get hate him. the Cheeto and Chief. Get him. Get him. We're getting ass. political now. This is Chapo now, baby. Sorry, Charles. It's the politics. We're taking oh, down the big man. I know it was going to get so political yeah. on here. Yeah, but the, yeah, the, all those old uh, singer guys, like they had, um, their, yeah, their voices were good. Um, because they're professional actors and they are theatrical people, but like they weren't like incredible singers. Like, who would you call good singers? Who was the first good white singer? Was it Roy Orbison? Roy Orbison was uh, very good. Michael Jackson. Got him. Oh shit! Oh shit! He Come went on. there. Oh, did Got you him. seriously just go there? Did you see? What about Jeff Buckley? And we haven't talked about his cover of Hallelujah. Oh yeah, it sucks. Jeff Buckley had better sucks? songs. It's too bad that yeah, everyone uh, everyone only talks about that one. Nightmares also, by Leonard the Sea. Also, Leonard Cohen had better songs. They both had better shit. Well, like it's it's funny because he didn't. It's not even his song. You know, he stole it. He ripped it off. <laughs> <laughs> He's a liar. He's lying to us with his his words. I think we should confront his son, Keith Buckley. <laughs> that reminds me. Um, we were talking about Limp Bizkit Gold Cobra earlier before we started. Oh, yeah, dude. Their album from 2011, which I was super into during that critical period of uh, the beginning of college um, when I was avoiding socializing. And in that, he does a Michael Jackson impression. Like, he has the glove and he does the moonwalk. And this is 2011. Oh, hell yes. This is the interregnum, be uh, the few years where it was between when Michael Jackson... No, it was after he died. It was after he died for like six years where no one wanted to talk about how he was a pedophile. Yeah, then he was re-canceled again. Yeah, then they got back to it. And it's like now if you wanted to do a Michael Jackson impression. They dug up uh, his body and canceled him like they did with that old pope. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, didn't he buy the elephant man's bones? Who? He's, what? He, he, Michael Jackson? Michael Jackson. He doesn't respect. The pope? The pope. He doesn't respect bodies. Who cares? Throw his body in the river. Yeet it into the river. Well, the they other thing, the, so ocean the, with those the Limp Bizkit uh, Gold Cobra album was great because, like, like we were talking about before, Alex. There's also that song on there where he like just discovered what auto tune is in 2011, after it's been ubiquitous for like six or seven years. And yeah. the whole premise of the song is that he's using auto tune, and there's like maybe like a, mi- a one or two minute skit where he's just talking with it on, and he's he loved it. One of the funny the funny things about Limp Bizkit is uh, how West Borland lives in Detroit. I don't know if he... I think he still does. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he does. And, like, how everyone knows him, he's, like, a super nice guy, and he has actually a really good taste in music. And I was like, yeah, dude, he probably fucking hates playing that band. He's like, yeah, no, I no don't. There's no question it's fun. that he's... he's like, from day he's one, like, he's been in there to make money. He's like, he's like, they're my friends, and we make money. It's fun to me. I so remember, he's like, I don't uh, hate it. Yeah, that's why point, I hang out with you guys. I remember at one point, uh, Wes Borland was talking about how he wanted... Uh, after uh, Kid A came out, he really wanted the next Limp Bizkit album to sound like Kid A. <laughs> I'm sure he really Dude, meant it, too. It's just no guy. one else meant it. I just feel bad for him. Yeah. But he gets to dress up in cool costumes and make money, so good for him. 
And I'm pretty sure he does like dog rescue stuff here. I could be wrong. He does some. He like he's a good. He seems like a decent dude. And I and also Fred Durst doesn't seem like a huge dick. Like he did movie directing and shit. Compared to Shifty Shellshock, it's it's like Limpiskit is a band that's definitely like the Nickelback thing. They seem like bigger dicks, but like when people make fun of them constantly, it's like it gets like old. Like oh, you almost have to back. feel bad for him. It, like I said, like Nickelback is a comic sans of music. We're just like, shut up. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's, absolutely. It's like a normie version of being like, oh, this shit's, it's like obviously bad. It's like overdone. It's like, shut up. Whereas like the guys from Lip Biscuit are probably like, fine. They Fred Durst is nowhere near as uh, repulsive as Shifty Shellshock from Crazy Town, who was sort of like Fred Durst Jr. for a while. Sexy Town? Sexy Town, who well, he has just been like. Is he the blonde on one or the dark haired one? That, that's shifty. The blonde one, yeah, with all the tattoos. He's been I on saw VH1 him Celebrity he looks Rehab like, shit. like seven times for crack. Oh, that makes sense. Like, you're not a celebrity now. <laughs> yeah, Alex, I get the impression you know more about uh, Crazy Town than maybe anybody. Oh, yeah. I used to call Shifty Shellshock's apartment and uh, tell the front desk his toilet exploded. And I needed help <laughs> upstairs. <laughs> Seth Binzer, that's Could his you real not get name. through to him? Uh, no, I wouldn't pick up his phone. Probably because he was smoking crack. Uh, Crazy Town played at the, uh, there was a Longmont Potion Castle show out here, like, a month ago or something, and, uh, Crazy Town played. Are you serious? Yeah, along with, like, Drab Majesty and other shit. Who's even in Crazy Town, though? That guy, the blonde guy. Shifty Shellshock. Longmont, oh my does God. Longmont go to those live? Why wasn't yeah, I there? Crazy he, Town and Longmont like Potion mask? Castle? Why wasn't I at this? What's going on? That's Alex's life. Yeah, that's you. That's you to a T right there. Yeah. Longmont was backstage. And Dry Majesty Rules. He wasn't uh, oh, on He's stage. one of my heroes. I love him. Yeah, he fucking rocks. Did you listen to the new Dry Majesty, Derek? Yeah, it rules. It's really good. They played a lot of shit from it. There's one cover that I want to bring up here. Let, let's play us out, actually, with uh, Derek. You did a cover for us today, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I wrote a cover of the Friends theme song in the style of, uh, I was thinking By it was kind of like, like a shitty, like what would it sound like if like a really shitty, like LA punk band with new wave influences in like 1986 covered the Friends theme song? Before it came out. Uh, yeah. Or maybe the well, actually, Friends no, theme was, song is actually the, based the on this song. The Friends theme song was written in this it was yeah, written exactly. by Rembrandt, who lived in uh, the 1500s. So it's a pretty old song. It, it was like a. Oh, he just did a, the font. He just did. It was he a just choral made the piece. Font. Yeah, it was a very old song. All right, let's hear what you got for us, Derek. This song's dedicated. 